It's 7 a.m. your time, right? Yes. 7 a.m. my time. So we can now say that we're committed to doing this if we're willing to get up at 5 and 6 in the morning each of our respective times and be like, you know, we need to record the podcast now. Uh, yeah, as long as we were up at like 6, it'd be fine. Then we could definitely do it in the morning. Yeah, we're definitely committed. So if you're good, I'm good, good, sir. I'm good, man. Cool. All right, let's hop right into this and do the normal and say... Welcome. Welcome on in, folks. For those who do not know, my name is Guest, also known as It's Guest Gaming. I'm woken up here by this hairy gentleman, Default Dan. Good morning, because it's really early for us. How it you is. doing, good sir? It is. It's super early, but you know what? I'm enjoying it. We're going to be going through this, talking about all this cool, good, awesome snap stuff. I'm sure it'll be yeah. good. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff happening right now, and uh, I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to talk about it. So we're going to talk about the OTAs that dropped in the afternoon yesterday, mm -hmm. and we have a couple of other unique things I want to talk about. Uh, we're also going to dive into what happened on Wednesday night over on the Snap.Fan channel for the tournament for Wednesday night Snap. Uh, I want to speak a little bit about the rise of a very specific card that when released was kind of just said okay sure that's fun and now all of a sudden is in the most meta deck in the game at the moment and along those same lines i want to dive into your thoughts and our and my thoughts on cards that were just straight up sleeping on like the card we're going to speak about before it because there could be yeah. another card that we are just waiting to break through and we know what's coming with the rest of the new cards coming up throughout this season as well as some of the cards in next season so there might be a couple that we're sleeping on or, or just not playing yeah. enough or that we should be better yet playing even more so i want to talk about those um because some of them were addressed by the devs in the otas uh yesterday yeah. so i i just i personally am a little bit happy because I feel like we can, with the mildest bit of ego, and I don't mean the location, like the mildest bit of ego, we can say, you know what, maybe they actually listen to our podcast. Maybe they do, because I called it as a specific buff that I wanted. I wanted to yep. see Orca. You could check the playback. I wanted to see Orca go from a 6'9", with the same effect to a 611 to make it more yep. impactful. It's an incredibly low playing card. And sure enough, what's the first one on the OTA changes this week? That is it, man. That is it. And here's the thing with him going from a 69 to a 611, just like we talked about the other day, it makes sense because he has to be by himself. So yeah. if, you know, to win a lane, if you think about all of the big cards that come down or now especially the cards that are just like getting insanely big um with with all these cards like kitty you know angela things like that like you're gonna need a lot of power to win one lane and that's kind of what infinite was built for if we think about it right skip five play 20 on one right uh, location exactly. and so now you're you're around that you know around that number 16 power so i i love the change and i think that this is something that could make orca kind of start to stand back out especially in like the um um spectrum decks and and other things like that because now you can potentially if you're ramping in some way uh like another ongoing like electro you could play them on five with spectrum on you know six so i definitely like this change and i think that this makes him more playable still in specific decks but uh he's he's gonna look good especially with some of the other locations like atlantis yeah, I'm 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 happy to say the least because I think that 16 power as a one turn threat given mm -hmm. the condition that it needs is ample enough to say that maybe it's playable. You know, 14 power was kind of weak and 16 power actually feels good. You know, it can compete yeah. with a couple of Cerebro decks. It can compete with a couple of meta decks that expect something very specific to happen on turn 6. Uh so yeah. I'm quite okay with it. At least I'm okay with it in the sense where I just it's selfish because it's an ongoing joke between uh, one of the other content creators that was uh, with me for the snap.fan uh, broadcasting, Matrim, yeah. who was absolutely fantastic <laughs> and a lot of fun to hang out with. 
But he has been all about Orca as a meme for a while and may or might yeah. not have convinced me to really enjoy the Pixel Orca. And I may or may not mm -hmm. have had it show up in my shop two days ago. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And then the OTA on Orca dropped and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm very happy right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm extremely <laughs> happy right now. It is now an animated emote on my Twitch channel. Like it is, it yeah, is yeah. definitely, uh, it's a selfish love. But I actually yeah. am going to try, keyword, to have him in a, hear me out, in a Galactus deck. Because we talked about it on the Snapcast with a fake out mm -hmm. Galactus deck. And I know Binks has his version out there. But I think Orca now could bring a fun, you think it's Galactus, but nope, it's not. You know, you've left the lane open, you're waiting for it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. boom. 16 power orca when you think you only need like four to win so yeah. uh I, I think that could be a a good deck maybe just to kind of yeah. shake it up a little bit you know because if they're not going to change up galactus at least we can so i'm gonna i'm yeah, gonna yeah. try that with uh with orca that that's on the goals for me right now <laughs> um one of the other things i did this week was i played like almost a hundred games with a nebula mm -hmm. collector deck and yeah. it did very well. And that was when Collector was a 2-1. Because he was another one that was buffed in the OTAs. They brought him from a 2-1 yeah. that gets the plus one when a card enters your hand from anywhere but your deck. To now being a 2-2. Two, two. Do you yeah. see him becoming relevant again because of this? I mean, absolutely. Uh, the thing is, I don't, think, I don't think this bump matters about if he's relevant or not. In the fact that we're about to get Kitty Pride back. And collector goes up mm -hmm. because originally before collector and kitty pride didn't work correctly but now they will they'll be fixed so you know the thing is and i don't want to sound like hey snap just wants our money but they're doing this because we have the collector pack out there i mean like it's a buff to collector uh, we know that we have no, kitty pride no no so um, you know, i'm one thousand percent disagree with you there this is nothing to do with the fact that because if, if that was the case we'd get buffs on characters all the time synergetically with packs that come out and besides this is the second collector bundle to have come out and he didn't get an adjustment yeah, yeah. or a buff back then also so well, I'm, he, I'm gonna he, i'm gonna shut you down real quick because i thousand percent disagree but didn't you. didn't he go from a two two didn't he go from a two two to a two one a while back like didn't Correct. he already get way way and back. now he he's just nerfed. going back so right because he was yeah, nerfed yeah. due to the devil dino meta with that and so they brought yeah. him down a little bit but now they're bringing no. him back up because people don't play him as that they play him more with right. bounce style decks and there he does need a little bit of a buff but i don't see this yeah, also yeah. being a reason to bring back I'm, that old meta of devil dino you know again yeah well i i think that i think with the change they did to um quinjet yeah. I, I think when they made that change, they realized there's a lot of things that are no longer as good as they were. And so because of that, they had to say collector needs one more point because the back in the day, you know, way back in the day, a month ago, um, yes. you would you would drop your hood and then you'd have a free demon. Right. And that free demon is uh, pumping collector the good old days. Yeah, and, and you had a lot of a lot of that synergy, right, with with yeah. cards becoming free. You could have Moon Girl in these bounce type decks. You could have Moon Girl as your top end, essentially, in a deck uh, with knowing that Collector's going to get huge. So it's, again, and I'm not saying that they did it specifically for the pack. I'm just saying it is kind of a coincidence. Yeah. It's there, but I do agree with you. I think he needed that one extra point. Um, but I, I think it is kind of related to the fact that we are getting Kitty Pride. We do have kind of these bounce synergies kind of, you know, coming back into uh, the meta with Hitmonkey and things like that. So I think it's a good change. If you look at a lot of the decks, um, like you mentioned, he's not being played as much in the last couple months. But when we talk about all these cards that are going to be, you know, coming out of nowhere, cards that are maybe being slept on, I don't think he's being slept on, you know, currently. But he's definitely one of those cards that he's about to get really good with Kitty Pride, Hit Monkey, uh, and that whole bounce meta really taking off because, yeah, Kitty Pride, I think, is the enabler um, with them fixing her interaction with him and Beast. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good to say that the collector 
is now a little bit more enticing because even if you have yeah. just one group, which is kind of how I was, I was running it a bit where some games, mm -hmm. maybe I got moon girl to hit. So he'd go to a two five, which is a great stat yeah. line. And then some games, maybe I only got to hit one swarm where he ends up yeah. becoming a two four. Okay. Still a very good stat line. So for a two cost card, yeah. Going to either 2-4 or 2-5, you don't need a lot to make him relevant on the battlefield. Right. So I right. think that this, this changes a very big difference if you just take those exact same stats and minus one. You know, if he's a 2-3, yeah. there are better 2-3 options. If he's a 2-4, there's only a couple of options that might be okay because they have right. some downside to them. But now to be a 2-4 or a 2-5 or higher with yeah. not that much downside otherwise that's where it's like you know thumbs up i'm i'm quite okay quite okay with everything yeah um and the other the other thing i'll point out here too and this is this is a a thumbs up uh to the devs here is they did nerf him and then they realized like hey that nerf really wasn't needed let's put him back so it, it just shows us that yeah. these ota changes can be those things where they test it for a little while and I know the, the original one was an OTA, but it is kind of correlated, right? To where they could test something and go, hey, Orca needs to be this big, right? And then, yeah, I don't know, three, four, five weeks from now, they go, okay, Orca's too big. <laughs> Let's go to a 610, right? So That's the it's whole definitely point. one of those things, yeah, that, that they can kind of test. So it is good that this is kind of the first time we're really seeing that of a nerf, but then taking them back exactly where it was, not not changing them or anything like that, just going, okay, the 2-1 wasn't really needed. Let's go back to a 2-2. And then let's see if he's too powerful, you know, and kind of get some data around it. So again, just just love these changes. The big thumbs up to the devs and the fact that they're willing to tweak one way or the other just to see, you know, what's going on. Yeah, it's and not an admission. It's not needed. Exactly. It's not <laughs> about it being an admission of being wrong, because that's not what these yeah. changes are. It's acknowledgement of the metas in the game and capitalizing yeah. on the idea that they have the flexibility now to get rid of things or change things as needed so i i mm -hmm. you're 100 right on that that's a great call um and the last one that was adjusted was maybe proof that they don't watch the podcast um <laughs> and it's because i asked for this to be a nerf and they yeah. made this a buff and I don't, I legitimately don't know why, considering how strong of an effect it will be in the upcoming yeah. next few months. It's Loot Cage. They changed him from being a 2-1, where your cards as an ongoing can't have their power reduced, to now being a 2-2. Mm -hmm. two, two. Yeah, I think I'm this is sorry. This is This is a huge mistake. I get their reasoning. Their reasoning has to do with the potential synergies when it comes to hazmat and getting that duo to work and maybe Cerebro 2 and the fact that people should be using Luke Cage. They even hinted at it. Did you catch that? They used very specific yeah. terminology in the announcement where they talk about Luke Cage. And in the final sentence, they said the added power makes Luke more viable as a tech card in other decks, which might come in handy if afflict strategies reach a new high in the near future. And that's 100% a hint yeah. towards high evolutionary. You know, they, they, they evolve to a new high, you know, state. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, why, uh, why would you buff a card that already can undo so much damage just yeah. from being present. Cause if anything, it should have gone the other way. That that's what yeah, I, I mean. Thought. I, I think, I, I think it's definitely one of those things where they're trying to make sure that if this becomes a card that has to go in every deck and the, at least the first week of high evolutionary, this card will need to go in every deck. The moment yes. high evolutionary goes to, series four and series three this card will have to be in every deck so i think that yes. they're trying to give you a card that you're not going to feel bad putting in because here's the opposite side of it right so coming from magic there's certain cards that have to go in your sideboard um if you play you know a white deck a blue deck whatever it may be these are the cards that must go in there because they're the only answers to the other the other cards the other decks you're going to see now we don't have a sideboard here so now it has to go in your main deck and i think that 
if you told everybody you have to put this two zero in your deck because of the meta, which is what we're already seeing a little bit with Shang-Chi, Killmonger, right? There's a few cards where it's like you need one or the other. There's three yeah. cards that you have to put two of these three in your deck already. So maybe they're trying to make them look appealing. But I would agree with you by taking them to a two two. Another deck that stands out to me is Cerebro two. So now you're going to have a card in Cerebro 2 that originally the easiest way to mess with Cerebro 2 was either a location that minus or plus, you know, your stuff, right? And the plus is still going to work, but like there was locations where they would minus your stuff and then it would throw your stuff off. Uh, There was cards like Spider-Woman and things like that that could mess with your cards pretty easily. So I am a little worried um, by putting them at a two. We've now made Cerebro 2 better because there's a lot of good two-power cards there. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that as someone who has already started experimenting off-stream mm-hmm. with a Cerebro 2 variation, this is a huge change because yeah. I'm already trying to find the best Cerebro 2 deck. I'm doing a Surfer Hybrid right now because I still truly Master feel... Mold? I'm doing Master Mold. Yeah, Master Mold's yep. in there. Um, Master Mold, Hazmat, etc. I'm calling it C2-4U. And mm-hmm. it's trying to capitalize on the fact that Silver Surfer, as much as Brood is great in Cerebro 2, I yeah. also think it's just as important to get actual value out of Cerebro and Mystique. So I've been yeah. trying a deck with my only three cost cards in there are Cerebro, Mystique, and Silver Surfer. Because if you run Silver Surfer and you go across it, you're going to buff up the Cerebro and the Mystique, and then they get yeah. the buffs. And typically, when you go up against a Cerebro deck, you're facing the Cerebro line. You're trying to find where Cerebro and Mystique are more often than not and go for those lanes yeah. because that's a lane that you're more likely to win because people don't buff up the Cerebro and the Mystique. So I'm trying this a different way. And yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun when people don't see that have, or they don't expect that. Do you have Blue Marvel? Do you have Blue Marvel uh, of in course. there? I have Blue Marvel in there. Okay, just yep. making sure. Some some He's people don't realize, cost. like, yeah, so, like, some people don't realize because Blue Marvel's three, they're like, oh, no, he'll take all the stuff. He doesn't. He gives everybody else plus one, so now all your twos are threes. Cerebro yep. still works, so I yeah. was just curious. Luke Cage, Luke but, Cage um, is definitely going to fit in brilliantly now in the Cerebro mm-hmm. 2 line, and it gives a lot more incentive to as we talked about previously, the strength of hazmat in the upcoming few yeah. weeks. And now even more so for a Cerebro deck that can run hazmat now too. There's... Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, there's a I, lot of good, a lot of love for Cerebro players, um, but at the same time, they're... I, I still don't know if they're going to be able to keep up. If... Yeah, it, well... It's, 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 it's a lot of reliance because, on Luke Cage, but if you get him to pull, it's a very, very strong deck. And it, but it's very yeah. reliant on that. Well, and you're also relying on making sure you get the Cerebro plus Mystique to actually be able to go over the top of a lot of decks. So it's, it's a strong deck when it works. And here's the thing. I, I have, was messing around with the Cerebro 2 um, a few months back when the Thanos meta was up, and the problem was Leech. Mm-hmm. So you really yeah. want to have turn six Cerebro plus Mystique. So there's a lot of ways to kind of interact with that wave uh, leech and things like that. But with the change to leech, he's kind of fallen out of the meta a little bit right now, which is nice. Um, so it's definitely one of those things where um, it's, it's possible to go back to those decks. And so with the Luke Cage, Cage change, that's kind of my big concern is now we've kind of pumped him up into being able to be part of some of the meta decks and make them a little stronger but i don't know we'll have to see what actually happens i think in general it's going to be really tough with the high evolutionary decks coming out the negative inflicting decks because the hazmat decks are already really good and now that you're making luke cage um not a feel bad card because he did still feel like a feel bad card because he was a two one and you know a two zero probably would have been okay uh in that sense but pumping them up i don't know but i get where they're coming from so you can put yeah. it in any deck and not feel too bad you're right on curve two two uh to put something in there so yeah i think uh i think he's more relevant 
I think you're going to see him a lot more in the next two weeks. Yeah. And then two weeks from now, he's going to become the new Shang-Chi. Yeah. You're going to need him in every single deck. So get ready for that. Uh, we, he's a, he is a better tech card. He's not necessarily a fun card. He's just a mandatory card in the upcoming yeah. couple of weeks. Unlike our friend Agatha, who got a nice little feature <laughs> the other night, yeah. Wednesday night, with uh, the Snap.Fan tournament on Wednesday night. And yeah, yeah. you want to you wanna tell me and kind of, you know, exactly what happened? <laughs> I was there. I yes. want to see if you uh, were yes, paying attention. Yes. So uh, just to give everybody, if, if you're not aware of it, uh, over on the Snap.Fan um, Twitch, so Twitch slash twitch tv slash snap.fan all spelled out one you know one word um essentially wednesdays we have a tournament it's four rounds to play it's pretty laid back and chill so you can come in you can bring whatever kind of deck you want there is a hundred dollar prize pool at the moment hopefully that'll go up over time with sponsors and things like that but essentially if you have four wins you get some money if you have three wins you get some money um and so it was really nice to see people having fun with decks and gc decided to bring in his Agatha deck, because you know what? If he lost, it was Agatha all along, and it wasn't his place. So he brought in Agatha, he brought in Shayna within that deck, and uh, yeah, there was yeah. some really crazy plays with uh, the way Agatha was being played. It wasn't your average Agatha deck where it was being discarded uh, or anything yeah. like that. It only had one out to be played, uh, and that was Wave. Outside of that, she stayed in the hand almost the whole time. And uh, I believe, based on the clips that are out there and, and watching some of the stuff, Agatha was actually making pretty good plays for GC, even though he didn't take down the tournament. She was making some pretty, pretty oh, good yeah. plays. Oh, yeah. I mean, Agatha, <laughs> Agatha is, is, let's be honest here, it's got a 30 something percent win rate. It is 100% a meme card it is just for fun it's <laughs> it brings up an interesting point with agatha specifically is she healthy because on one end agatha's used as a really fun card to be like let's just kind of see what happens mm -hmm. and then you've got the other end of it which is the agatha farm which is literally what it's called. It's those who run an Agatha yeah. deck via a bot to farm boosters and farm pass holder points uh, every single day. They just run the Agatha yeah. deck on a, some kind of automated BS kind of thing, and they just get a yeah. whole bunch of uh, experience. Now there's a cap on it. Now, after I think it's 10 hours of gameplay, you no longer get uh, pass yeah. holder experience, but that's what people were doing. They're just running the bot yeah. in the background. And yes, the game has made bans. They do acknowledge when those do happen. But is it enough? Like, is this a healthy card or does it need to be changed? I mean, so in the world today, I think it's fine. The reason why I say it's fine is, yes, there's some people abusing the system on it. But, I mean, they're not, them doing it is not really affecting other players. I'll put it that way. Right. So like mm -hmm. them running the bot, they're not stealing currency in the game and then reselling said currency on a different market because we don't have any of that stuff. Now, if we had a way of yeah. gifting friends our currency, yeah, 100% we'd have to take care of it because they're going to make money off of it. Um, there's the argument people make that I've heard of like, oh, well, they're farming accounts and selling accounts. But here's the thing. By the time you get Agatha, you've invested a lot in this game. <laughs> Not to say you this can sell true. it, but like, I don't think yeah. that people are going to spend that much time to create this account. And then on the other side of it, I don't think there's that many yeah. people that are going to go, all right, I'm going to spend my money on this account that has nothing but free to play cards that they've gotten. Right. Like, so yeah, it's one of those things where I don't see it as far as it being um, a negative type style in that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's fine. Now, I think she's a meme card and they made her a meme card for a very specific reason and things like that. So I think she's fine. You know, have fun yeah. if you want to play her. And if if you're going to farm like that, like, what are you doing? Just 
Yeah. Like it's you, just you're still not keeping up with the giant whales anyway. So thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of your computer's resources. Yeah. It's a waste of your effort and energy. And I'm a thousand percent in agreement there where look, she's meant to just be something fun and random to play. She's not competitive yeah. in a w- any way, shape or form. Nor do uh, I hey, think hey, she's hey, meant hey, to hey, be. Hey, 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 hey. She uh, did win me a tournament beating a certain person mm-hmm. uh, by playing some of the best plays and won yes. two rounds of a tournament. <laughs> two rounds out of how many potential if it went all the way? Uh, four. Four. So, all I the mean, way? she got me halfway there. She got me halfway there. So, um, but no, I mean, yeah. I agree with you. She's not competitive. You have to build a deck. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, and the thing is, the Agatha decks that are built properly aren't terrible. The ones that are discarding her. So essentially you're just not playing her for the first two or three turns, right? And then she gets discarded and or played and it's a giant number. So I think that especially over time with new cards coming out, there's potential that she could get more competitive. But for the average player, the average deck that's built with her, yeah, it's just kind of meme it up, see what she plays, cross your fingers and hope she doesn't yeah. continually play your people into death domain. <laughs> Again and again and again. Yes. I mean, she's, <laughs> it's fun to kind of sit back and watch the chaos, you know, but that's yeah. a little bit of the, the sadistic side of, of Marvel Snap is just kind of let it happen and, and you just, you know, enjoy, enjoy the view. Um, but yeah. at the same time, it's meant to be a strategic game. It's meant to have control. Yeah. It's meant to have, you want to play the cards that you want to play. It's one thing when it's mm-hmm. ego and it happens 0.25 or whatever it is percent of the time or 1% of the time that it appears. Yeah. And then you just double snap and it's just have fun and let it happen. No matter what, if you're climbing, you always snap. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I just do it. Um, I've definitely taken many an eight cube loss. I have gone down with the ship knowing that I've lost by turn four. Didn't matter. Lost eight mm-hmm. cubes because it's fun. It's, it's just something community wise that's fun. Um, but then there's the other aspect of it where just like how we don't like things like Krakoa, where it plays the cards for you, or you, there's too many negative pieces like district X, those can be frustrating. Agatha, you're making the choice. It's not the fact of, Oh, I'm bringing in a hit monkey (laughs) deck. And now ego's going to try to play that crap. No, it's more along the lines of I'm telling you, I'm going to have fun with this. So yeah. here you go. This, Al- this unless, is what we're doing here, you know? Unless you hit Hub, and Hub's like, here, you can have an Agatha. It's happened a couple times. It's and happened. Like, this is so or, annoying. Uh, or uh, <laughs> what do you call The Professor X one. Um, the District X or the, no, no, the no, mansion? The, no, because yeah, I would just uh, put the it X's in the mansion, play. Yeah. yeah, the mansion. Just I've had Agatha. Play, though. I've had that pop out. I've also had beat. I've played down a beast in a bounce deck on there yeah. simultaneously not remembering, mm-hmm. oh, crap, it's turn three, and then bounced an Agatha into my hand. Like, that's <laughs> always a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had it on Mindscape, where it gets swapped into my hand, and then she just plays yeah. herself, and it's random. Meanwhile, I just gave yeah. him a Shang-Chi, and now I'm just kind of SOL. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun plays with Agatha, but you know what, you, you know what you're walking into. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. not meta. She's not meta, nor will she be right. in any way, shape, or right. form, unless if they find some weird way to do that but I, I can't foresee that she's not a stature she's not meta um yeah but stature deserves her own kind of conversation because when she dropped as a five uh sorry a series five card a lot of people said okay and that's it they just kind of shrugged on her and mm-hmm. said you know it's a five seven sure if the opponent discards a hand I mean, uh, it discards a card. She goes down to a one cost. And there's only two cards in the game that do that. It's Black Bolt yeah. and Moon Knight. Those are the only two activators to get the stature down to low. And this is during the time of the Shuri Red Skull meta. So mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of want to play Black Bolt because back then, what would you rather yeah. do? Play back Black Bolt or play Red Skull? And pre right. all of the adjustments to Red Skull and then eventually Shuri, like there was never any want, need or reason to do so. Now, those things have changed and the deck has changed and people are re into different cards and Stature all of a sudden has made a reappearance. 
and mm -hmm. now is in one of the most successful decks in the game with Black Bolt as yeah. a potential double up card or a Taskmaster turn five card or as a uh, She-Hulk variation card. There's so many decks now. Is it exclusively due to the Red Skull changes that Stature has decided to emerge in this game? Or were we all just that sleeping on her, kind of like we did with Thanos, and now our eyes are just completely wide open because she's dropped or dropping? Dropped. Yeah. So, yeah. so earlier when you said the rise of a card, I mean, I was thinking the rise of Silver Surfer, but again, that's, that's not... That's not right. That's the movie. So the rise of stature yeah. coming in, it's it's definitely one of those things where I, I think she's a slept on card because nobody wanted to spend tokens on her. Now that she's dropped down, more people are getting her, more people are experimenting with her. Um, and, and honestly, I think it's just there's a lot of nuances in the game, whether it's locations or whatever, that are making you discard cards. And then she ends up being so good. Because of her effect, and for again, for the people that don't know Stature's effect, literally, if your opponent discards a card at any time in the game, she stays a 1-7. And I think that that's the really important piece of her card, right? Miles, on the other hand, is if a card moves the turn before, then he's, he's costed down. But then yeah. the following turn, he goes right back up. Whereas I think that that's what makes her a little bit better in that sense, because you can play some of these decks like a Lockjaw deck or whatever that can get Black Bolt out early. And because you can get him out early, it gives you stature as a turn, you know, five play, a turn six play at a discounted cost. Um, you know, one seven is really good. Five seven, not so good. So I, I think it's one of those cards that have kind of just started to come into the the meta because of the fact that we've got a we've got these these curves and again some of the decks i'm seeing are lockjaw specific and you have things like jeff in them to boost up a miles you have black bolt to boost up a stature and you have all these little nuances of cards uh in the deck now i will also say in my opinion some of these decks look better than they are because your opponents don't know what you're doing. Opponents have not seen Black Bolt. <laughs> opponents this is don't, true. like, it, it's this like, the, if you look at some of these decks, it's like, I'm going to take these 12 cards and put them together. And on, and on paper, nothing looks like it goes together. It's not a Patriot deck. It's not, you know, an ongoing or, or a discard specific deck. It's just this random hodgepodge of cards. And you're always having to predict what could come next. And I think that that's what really makes Stature good at the moment is she's not in a discard only deck and i think if she was in that deck that we originally thought right just like you mentioned yeah. thanos when we saw her we were like oh she's going in this hella deck right because we're gonna we're gonna use uh moon knight yeah. or we're gonna use black bolt and now we're like no she's just kind of stuck in with the black bolt and if you get her out as a one seven you get her if not she's in your hand she's fine yeah I'm seeing a lot of different fun variations on the deck too. You know, as you said, you mentioned the Miles Morales piece and he's making mm -hmm. another rise again for the same reason, taking advantage of the one five stat line later on in the game, uh, specifically yeah. with her though, because of Shuri knowing that there is a solid, you know, okay, well I didn't get the discard, but I can still get this yeah. down as a 14 power card. That's got a yeah. lot of strength in and of itself. You know, the preferred play right now by a lot of people is to do a hybrid variation, one that has stature and one that has vision. That way you can move yeah. around that 14 power as needed. Um, that's mm -hmm. a very, mm -hmm. uh, and again, a very, very solid deck. There's a lot of variations that are trying to capitalize on stature, black bolt, and then what we'll just label as blank. It's just throw that duo into something else that scales whether it be low cost or double power, you're seeing a very, very large rise in this card, which I'm curious to see how people choose to handle this. Once they start recognizing the pattern, they start seeing the, wait a minute, you just moved a card. You put yeah. down a Jeff the Baby Land Shark, or you put down a Nightcrawler, and you just moved, and there's Miles. Is that the foreshadowing of, aha, here it comes. Here comes the stature, the da 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 da, -da. You know, all of a sudden yeah. you got Enchantress early rather than on turn six. 
okay, am mm-hmm. I about to get um, Taskmastered again? Because we're seeing that combo also come back into light. There, there's yeah. a lot that this duo is doing that's making it incredibly versatile because it can yeah. plug into any deck as a strong two-card combo for a total yeah. of five power on the final two, five out of the last 11 power, and you're getting right. 15 out of that. That's a 515 in total. That's a pretty damn good combo in the last two turns of the game. So yeah, I don't think, keyword on this, I don't think she's a problem yet, but she's one yeah. to watch. Just, just be I mean, on definitely. the lookout. Enjoy her. Right now, she has... Stature and Black Bolt, if you play them, they have the two highest win percentages in the game right now. If you play them, that which is just nuts, in my opinion, that that quickly, all of a sudden, she's more that relevant. And Black Bolt, which used to be one of the most snarked on cards in the game, is now one of the most Mm -hmm. meta cards in the game. And it it just goes to show you how many different things can change in the blink of an eye how one card can come to rise out of nothing out of the ashes and i think stature's a great card and as she continues to drop we may have to keep an eye on her because other things may end up rising because of it so just 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 keep an eye out keep an eye out on the stature black bolt situation i'm not saying i'm not calling for nerfs I'm, i'm just saying watch yeah. it i i think it's one of those cards where she's decent i'm not i'm not saying she's op or anything like that because i think the other side of this is a lot of the people that are using this combo or at least started using this combo are very talented streamers uh, or content creators and so you also have a little bit of a skewed on you know win percentage and things like that because you also have a very talented person behind the you know behind the phone or keyboard but it's Disagree. definitely one of those now. Disagree. Well, Mm-mm. but I, the numbers I think don't now lie. Look at the amount of people playing the deck and still well, doing well saying. with it. And and now it's it's started to get out there. So there's a lot of people playing it to where it's still a very good deck. I think the other side of it is within that deck, the deck itself is a good created deck. So that that's where I'm getting at. Is it wasn't just random people being like, oh, I got stature at four. Let me just go through and black bolt stature. If you look at these decks, even though they look like a hodgepodge deck, they have powerful cards. Like you mentioned, Jeff, being able to move Jeff and get a free miles, that's three energy for, uh, what is that, seven or eight, eight power? power? Like, you, you have a lot of these, like, as long as things line up correctly, you can destroy yeah. people with it. And so I, I think that this, that's the other side of it. Just like the Thanos deck that was doing so well, Lockjaw is one of those enablers, and and I think the Lockjaw nerf was right where it needs to be. You're yeah, not able to do multiple things anymore, but it, it's one of those things where we're still seeing Lockjaw being a nice card. It's enabling this deck as well because you can potentially get that Black Bull out earlier. So all in all, um, I, I think it's one of those cards that is really really good and can only get better uh, because if you think about it, let's say they release a four drop, right? Because we have Moon Nine at three. We have Black Bolt at five. They can release a four drop that now makes your opponent discard and she's even better. So, you know, not saying that that's what's, because we haven't seen anything spoiled like that, but uh, she can only go up from here. And I agree with you on the fact that she doesn't need a nerf. I I think at this point, you let them be. We see where they are a little bit later because we're also in a weird um, and good testing phase of the meta meta right now. People are... People are playing all kinds of stuff. And I think that that's where it needs to be. I don't feel like there's any particular deck that is the quote unquote best deck right now. Uh, some people may say that's Patriot, but I, I disagree. Yeah, um, not anymore. I think it's a good deck. Yeah, I think it's a good deck, but I don't think it's, it's the best, which kind of leads us into that other um, potential sleepers that uh, may be out there just like Stature. Yeah, I think Stature, you know, this happened with Thanos, like we talked about earlier. Um, it, I think that we need to kind of look at the future, you know, a little bit here. I've got a couple of cards. I know you've got a couple of cards as well that I think we're all sleeping on just a tad and Mm -hmm. we need to reinvest into, especially 
with the upcoming next two months of metas. Um, yeah. So I'll say my three, and then I'll let you say your yep. three. Uh, the yep. three I'm looking at in particular are Captain America, Okoye, and Elektra. Now, Elektra in particular, I know a lot of people have been saying, you know, Elektra is going to be really important because of Nebula, et cetera. I think in general, we need to look at Elektra because Elektra is doing exactly what Killmonger does, right? It destroys a one-cost card, but it's only yeah. a one-cost. Yeah. And at least personally... Well, it also does one compared to... Yeah, all. but that's what I... That, let <laughs> yeah. me get to my point, damn it. Like, <laughs> that's my point. If you're the opponent... Sorry, if you're looking at your opponent and you're trying to destroy a card, mm -hmm. more often than not, you're trying to destroy one specific card. You're trying to destroy yeah. the Ebony Maw or the Titania or the, you know, whatever it may be. It's or the, the Nightcrawler or the whatever. There's one card yeah. you're typically looking at to destroy for one cost. It's not a billion of them. If you're doing that, it's because you're running a death deck. If you're doing a defensive play, Electra gives you great return. And I think that she's worthwhile. Um, same thing for Okoye. I think Okoye is another one that we need to kind of reinvest into because mm -hmm. of what's coming up next month with move and cards that will scale as they move, I think will also bring more light back into Okoye once again. And I think that people forget the facts that, okay, it's going to give plus one car, uh, power to every card in your deck. You play her out on turn two. And then you draw four cards that now have a buff up. If you play all four of those cards, that's making her value go from two, two, which is what her stat line is to basically a two, six, yeah. which can scale even higher with other effects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, yeah. I'm big on Okoye right now on trying to see where she's going to fit in the upcoming couple of weeks of metas. And then, as I said, the last mm -hmm. one for me is Captain America because Captain America is just a solid, consistent 3-6. He's a 3-3 three, three technically, but gives plus one to the other cards at the location. And we're in a game mode right now. We're in a meta right now that it really is quite reliant to put four cards in a lane. So a 3-6 mm -hmm. stat line is incredibly good. You can ramp it up, obviously. It's an ongoing. You can do it with you know a bunch of other combos like Iron Man and Onslaught and Spectrum and yada, yada, yada. So there's ways yeah. to make that even better. I just think that he's worth re-looking at because mm -hmm. a lot of cards will continue to benefit from that. So th those are my three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I like the three choices there. Electra, I'm a little on the fence with, but I get what you're saying compared to a Killmonger. And I think a lot of people make that argument, right? Killmonger's better because you kill all. But the other side of it is, to kind of point that out is, if Kazar shannon some of those cards start to make their rise you may not want to kill all the one drops right like on your side right. because you may be playing shanna and you want to use electra so you're only targeting on their side so i get that one power take care of one of their cards uh or one energy take care of one of their cards could definitely uh benefit you there um yeah it, you know when it comes from my side talking about one drops maria hills where i like to start because I think if we think about all of the amazing one drops that we're going to have in this game, Kitty Pride, Nebula, Sunspot, right? Yes, maybe Electra. Like I've I've had that happen before. Maria Hill gives me an Electra and now I can snipe somebody. Yeah. It's it's definitely one of those things where I think Maria Hill is a is a 100% a slept on card. She was better when we had Quinjet and they were free coming back in your hand. But uh that's not the case anymore they're still going to cost one but i think maria hill is definitely a slip on card her stats are great two three you know not too overpowered or anything like that but to give you a one drop in your hand and a one drop that may be especially with the amount of one drops we're getting that are good i mean we're about to get howard the duck as well which could also work with what you're doing in your deck or at least just giving you knowledge which is always a good thing when it comes to these kind of games so i think maria hill is definitely one of those over the next couple of weeks you should keep an eye on you should check out experiment with originally when she came out there wasn't a lot of great one drops you kind of always just wanted to get sunspot but now yeah. with all of these new one drops i think she's she's going to get good and you know and get even better because we have other cards like ghost didn't even mention her so yeah definitely maria Very hill true. secondly my second card is quake so with nebula 
becoming a big thing with this nebula makes me so with, happy for so many reasons it's, it's it's a good like i've never really liked quake now i still think that i still think that quake eventually shouldn't matter where she goes right because right now she matters she has to be in the center lane right yeah so i think they need to take that away from her at some point to where you can play her anywhere i don't like limitations because you may get uh a location that you just can't play into in the middle lane so right i think her power should be able to be activated from anywhere but with that being said people playing nebula right now are trying to put her in locked up lanes like storm's lane uh you know a flooded lane or whatever quake's mm-hmm. gonna be able to open that back up so i think it's one of those things where quake is going to start to become better especially with cards like um kitty pride coming which is going to come back to your hand every turn so the fact that they're going to have to replay her and now you can be like no 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 you can't play her there anymore because i'm moving the lanes around and now the flooded lanes over there or you know sanctum sanctorum or or whatever location that won't let them play into it kiln uh you're going to be able to move some stuff around so i like i like quake as being a sleeper now is she going to be op or anything like that no she's more of a tech card but I think with the way we're starting to see some of the tech go, uh, being able to move those locations around could be pretty huge um, with the way people want to kind of hide in certain lanes. Yeah. This makes me happy. So this pick, yeah. I'm not going to lie. So it's a good one. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, what comes out of that. And then the last one, yeah, she's not necessarily quote unquote slept on, but I'm going to say Enchantress. She just got a huge buff. And with what we're going to be seeing in the future, in the next Mm -hmm. few weeks, we've got a couple ongoing cards coming out, a couple big ongoing cards coming out, plus the buff to Luke Cage. So you're going to need to be able to deal with Luke Cage so that the board is not one-sided. So if you're not playing Luke Cage, you probably need to be playing Enchantress to get rid of their Luke Cage. So again, probably not super slept on. Definitely starting to show up in a lot of decks here and there. She's always kind of been around on the outskirts of decks but definitely want to keep her in mind as the meta shifts over the next couple weeks and definitely with things like living tribunal decks coming out in a few weeks like she's going to be the card that's going to be everywhere in the meta so yeah she's she's going to continue to rise and she should not be forgotten i 100 percent agree she now has a very very solid stat line at four six mm-hmm. due to the last ota change i think that enchantress is going to become about as important as Luke Cage. Um yeah. where as you're deck building, there are certain cards like right now when you think about a deck, one of the first cards you're going to reach for is Shang-Chi. I think yeah. every single deck is now only going to be based around six cards because you constantly have to think about having, okay, first things I need, I'm building a brand new deck. What do I got to bring? Luke Cage, yes. Enchantress, yes. Shang-Chi, yes. And then, and then three more mandatory for some your Galactus deck style. Answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Debris, sure. Why not? You know, just like some Galactus answer. Yeah. Like, I mean, Enchantress is kind of that for Null. But anyway, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the deck building style is going to change over the next couple of weeks as we head into mm-hmm. the high evolutionary era, which is very yeah. much so our fault because all of us have been hyped <laughs> on it since it was data mined. And everybody's been yeah. saying, save up for high evolutionary stuff. So just be ready. Start thinking of your counter decks now or start thinking of the yeah. best high evolutionary deck that's going to break the meta because it's going to be yeah. ev- able. E- oh, my gosh, I can't even find English today. Blah, 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 blah. It will be able to survive even against a counter deck. And when that happens, you know, we'll, we'll be sure to be talking about it here, too. Uh, I'm going to end Absolutely. real fast for us here on my deck of the week. Uh, I kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier through the conversation. I'm calling this the Nebulector. Uh, There's a couple of variations that I've been working with. This is a second version of it, not the one I did 100 games with because I took out Dracula out of that old deck. Uh, The Nebulector 2, if you will, is Nebula, Morbius, the Collector, Wolverine, Sentinel, Swarm, Colleen Wing, Lady Sif, Moon Girl, Modok, Apocalypse, and America Chavez. It's basically taking advantage of your ramp cards in Morbius and Collector very effectively. Modok mm-hmm. getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And then you have choice at the end of the game on either America Chavez for security, 
or a ramped up apocalypse because you've got those cards to discard. All of the swarms being dropped on the final turn is always a huge yeah. win. And collectors regularly at 2-5, which is a great stat line. Wolverine's even in this yeah. deck just to give a little extra insurance. But the Sentinel was what I put in instead of the Dracula. And that really, really ended up being consistent for the ramping up neck of uh, the collector who I was playing a lot. So this yeah. is a variation on this deck. You could put in Swordmaster. You could swap out a couple of cards here and there. But the basis of the deck is very strong with Nebula. And I think yep. that with the changes to Collector now as a 2-2, I think this may have even more chance to be really, really powerful. So that's my Nebulector 2.0. 2.0. Um, I wanted to bring something yeah. that's semi-relevant, you know, Nebula, Collector. It all makes sense right now. Yep. But as we yep. head into next week with Iron Lad and a whole bunch of tourneys going on, we got a lot to look forward to. So default, Dan, is there oh, anything yeah. you want to say before we head on out? Good, sir. No, man. I, again, I like, I like the deck you brought. Uh, I also think it's uh, more relevant right now because for some reason, Cosmo has disappeared. Um, so we'll I see. I know. I was thinking Cosmo about that. Cosmo comes back. <laughs> but, I know people forgot uh, that Cosmo exists. Yeah, but uh, definitely uh, like, like this. And, and again, super excited. We'll have another Wednesday night snap next week. Like you mentioned, we've got tournaments going on everywhere. We've got the Snap.Fan open, not this weekend, but next weekend. So tons of awesome stuff happening uh, in the community, in the, in the stuff. So make sure if you're watching this you know, on YouTube, um, leave a comment down below. What's your deck of choice right now? What's your sleeper card uh, that people just haven't figured out yet? Uh, maybe it's Rescue because, you know, guest over here wants her to... to go down and be insanely big um but anyway uh just yeah having fun with snap preview. right now enjoying if you're seeing on youtube everything. you get an exclusive preview of a deck <laughs> i'm working on that features rescue if you're on um, audio well now you got to go take a look at the youtube video look in the last few minutes so <laughs> teaser all right i'm working on that for that exact reason all right default yeah, yeah. dan Love you, brother. Thank you so much for doing this super early in the morning with me. So it's going, it's recording, it's posting, it's D, all of the above, all at the same time. Because oh, yeah. as all of you know who are listening and watching right now, we love this damn game. This is the Snapback Absolutely. Podcast where you snap and we snap back. Thank you so much for joining me once again, Default Dan. Once again, my name is It's Guest Gaming. Come join us both on snap.fan at the twitch.tv website you can find us each at our own respective usernames which you can see on screen or in the descriptions in the podcast or youtube video down below thank you all so much for joining us today have a wonderful wonderful rest of your morning thank you so much y'all take it easy what you for, you, you like pause like you forgot your own outro you're we're like just we're just i i'm I on for, the spot I here i forgot like, that i forgot that i was doing an outro you it's you do it every night